The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the Functional Sportsaholic, or as we like to call it, the Sports Talk Revolution. We are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network, and you can also find us on Podcast One. You are listening to Sean Ryan and Sam Van Dam. Sam, what's going on, my man? What is up, my brother? Oh, not much, man. I've just been, it's just, I've been sick. I've been sick. This is like week, what is this, week nine of the year? I've been six, seven of them. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, 2019 is not shaping up to be a good year for no, me. Man. All this stuff. No, man. Yeah, so it's a sinus infection now. Um, so I'm on antibiotics, so hopefully I'll be fine. But uh, nah, man, it's just like it's just like pain behind my eyes, um, um, down a little bit into my nose, and then up into like shooting pains into my head and stuff. I went to the doctor basically just trying to, you know, that Luke Perry news dropped. I'm like, am I having a stroke? You know, am I Whoa. am I getting that Luke Perry, um, you know, diagnosis here? Uh, the doctor says, you know, basically just stop being such a loser, stop being such a wuss, go home, take your medicine, stop being, you know, such a hypochondriac. R.I.P. to Luke Perry, though. Yeah, that was. I'm gonna um, pour, pour some out, man. Yeah, it's what, what was he? Fifty two. Fifty two, man. Fifty two, man. That's only fifteen years older than uh, than me and you, right? Yeah, Give or take. it's crazy. It's crazy. Gosh, man, like when you're, when you're, I remember, I mean, when you're a kid, um, when you're like going through, I don't even know, like, like even high school and you're like in your late teens, 17, 18 years old, 52 just right. seems like a far off thing. And it, right. it's the horror, I think, of, of, of getting older is that you still have the brain of that 17 or 18 year old, but you're now, you and me, we're in a 37 year old body. And uh, I was talking to somebody in his 50s, and he was telling me, he's like, dude, I feel like I'm 16. And I look in the mirror, I get reminded that I'm, <laughs> that I'm not. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Right. And that, that, that feeling of, of being young never goes away. It's everything else that, uh, that withers. So there's a little uplifting note for all of our younger listeners out there <laughs> to start the show. Well, well, here's the thing, man. You know, relatively, I think us, you know, I mean, we, we, we've kept ourselves in, in pretty good shape. Um, that would be my... That would be my one thing to, uh, you know, to anyone that's younger listening. Don't wait, man. Get, oh, get man. in the gym. It is so, gym, it is so much get. harder. Like if, if you're chipping yeah. away at something, like if you're somebody who's like, oh, I'll, I'll lose that, you know, those pounds next year. It is right. so much harder when you get in there because you get like a, that metabolism boost, that natural youth metabolism boost when you're younger. And it just dissipates when you get older and so i'm you know i probably have to drop to get into like really prime shape i probably have to drop 20 pounds to get into good shape you know probably right. 10 pounds you know for me that's 10 pounds that's maybe two months of hard work um right. you know 20 pounds you're talking about four months because that last 10 pounds is, is tough and right. um you know it, when i when i was in my early 20s seriously it'd be like six weeks <laughs> I could drop it and shred down I can't do that stuff anymore yeah. man like I really have to and I have to change my diet I have to change my whole lifestyle so actually I'm going on the Mediterranean diet um here in the house because I have to do something to change like my reward 
Because when I eat, brother, right. I eat. You know, I oh, eat. I, know, I love bro. food. I know. We, we, you know, between the two of us, we can, we can put some food away. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I've always done it, and I've, I'm, I've never been the kind of guy like as much as I like being in shape. I've never been the kind of guy that is gets like real judgy with people on their diet and all that stuff. Right. Because you have to enjoy life. You have to put something together right. that works for you. Otherwise, right. it's going to crumble. Like, you right. know, the, um, you know, the, what is it like a juice cleanse? Okay, great. You go on a juice right. cleanse for seven days and you go back and you, and you gain all the weight back in three, three right. more days after that, you know, right. you need some, something sustainable and that's the key. And so like for me, for years, it's been sustainable doing what I'm doing, but it's not sustainable anymore. So I have to like, I have to change, yeah. I have to change my lifestyle and I'm kind of struggling with that right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, man, it's definitely a change, uh, when something you've been doing for a long time that has worked just stops working yeah and you know now like you know once you get over that mid-30s hump like it's just kind of weird because like food and what you do take in becomes a lot more important than it was before i could used to be like a garbage can sure you know and like it didn't really matter but you know now it starts to affect the way that you're feeling your you know um your immune system, everything is, you know, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like putting good, good gas in your car, or putting dirt gas in your car. And, you know, you got to start, got to start taking care of it. I know, man, you got to do things like, you know, you got to eat more like carrots and stuff so you can kind of scrub, <laughs> scrub away all the junk because I'm a, I'm a guy yeah. who likes uh, soda or, or, you know, if people in the Midwest refer to it as pop, but you know, I wasn't wow. raised here. So I say soda. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I like to drink those, but I, I can't drink them anymore. Um, not, right. not to the extent that I did. Like if I'm out at a restaurant, fine, but I can't have them at right. home anymore. Um, yeah. if I'm, you know, I, I was just thinking today, like, because I've been, I just been feeling ill, but I've also not been eating the best. So I don't know if, like you said, immune system, I don't know if, the, if it's like, if I'm causing the problems myself with my diet, I don't know if I'm having like, you know, migraines on top of this because I'm having some migraine symptoms because my vision's doing some weird stuff. So yeah, it's like all probably. this, all this stuff. And that's why I went to the doctor. Cause I always say, you know, if it's, you know, you only get one body, you know, like, right. Yeah, if if the check engine light comes on in the car, you take it into the shop. If it's you know if something's going on in your body, you go to, take your body to the shop. It's frankly, it's less expensive than uh, than getting a transmission <laughs> right. changed, right? So right, right. Anyway, but um, all right, Peter Luke Perry, man. Yeah, that man. Was a, that was a that was a big one for me. It's a bummer. It, it to me, it's just like you know, I, I I usually when I see those stories of celebrities, I think you know, it's it's really. I don't know. It's a bitter way to think about it, but I'm just like, okay. Like, you know, if I see it on CNN, I saw Luke Perry, like the news on CNN. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Because like, to me, it's like, you know, you, you get, you know, on that same day, how many other guys in their late forties, early fifties died that day that you don't hear about. Right. So right. usually I see that and I think, okay, just, you know, another one to the stat line. Um, and you know, that's my way of, of basically, I guess, kind of like, you know, not being like bitter or flippant or anything like that about like right. him, but it's just like, you know, there are a lot of people in this world going through some stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're talking about him cause he was on a TV show. But the bottom line is like, like I, it, I feel bad whenever anybody like there's, there's a lot of life left on the table there for him. Right. You know, right. And his right. family and his kid. I mean, it's just, it's just a bummer. It's just yeah. a bummer. Like my brother's not much younger um, than Luke Perry. My older brother is not much younger than Luke Perry. It's just like, holy crap. I mean, they're basically in that same demographic. Right. So like, you know, tomorrow it could all be gone. It's just, you know, 
Hug your, hug your kids, hug your loved ones, you know? 90210 was my show, and I actually <laughs> got into Riverdale like recently oh, yeah, sure. because of him. Because I was like, oh, shit, Luke Perry's on here? Oh, I'm definitely checking this out. And I like the show. Oh. You know, like, it's 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 weird, but I like it. Yeah, man. And, yeah, man. R.I.P., man. Yeah. All right, let's move it over to Antonio Brown. I guess I'm just talking about him on both shows weekly at this point. This may as well be the Antonio <laughs> Brown commentary show. But um, So at this point, at the time of this recording, the trade hasn't happened yet. I believe he's supposed to be traded on Friday, the day that, that the show will be released. Um, but all reports are saying basically it's down to one team, and it's the Raiders. Um and if it's down to one team, that means the market's dropping out. But even even the red even the Redskins have taken themselves out of this uh, out of the running. Um, as of recently, I think the uh, the rumored teams were I think Washington, uh, Tennessee, Oakland, um, maybe Arizona was in there for a little bit. Um, but basically, you know, I think teams are are kind of reacting to Antonio Brown just coming out in the press and just talking a lot of garbage. Um, constantly it's not it hasn't been a good look for him man no i'm over this clown to be honest with you man i'm over his dyed like weird mustache um i'm over him being on every you know anywhere there's a microphone just kind of trashing everybody like it's kind of that thing man you when you're in a job interview you don't go in there and just trash your whole right (laughs) former place of uh employment Things weren't working out. You just say, eh, you know, it wasn't a good fit. You know, I'd like to continue on. I wish them nothing but the best, whatever. You don't go on there and just start trashing stuff. You know, nobody's out trashing him. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'll be glad to see this all be done with. And I'm sure he goes to the Raiders. He's going to have issues there with good old boy John Gooden. I just don't, I, I don't, I don't know how this works. Is that John yeah. Goodman um, from Roseanne? Is he the the one? Oh, John, whatever. John, John Gruden, but John John Goodman, man, what a what no. He a, played Babe Ruth. Yeah, no, man, that guy, guy has had man. a career. That guy has, has had man. a career. He has stayed after it. He's lost some weight too, if you've seen him recently. But anyways, Good yeah, friend. John Gruden. John Gruden. <laughs> who has, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. So Antonio Brown, like, I don't I don't get it. But, uh, you know, if, if you want to leave Pittsburgh, you know, you feel like it, it, it's best for you, and you it, to move on, okay. But let me just say this about Pittsburgh, is they've taken care of him financially, like, over the course of his career. Right. They're a franchise that always takes care of their plays. We were talking about Shazier with his injury. They're keeping him involved. The guy wants to come back to football. Can he do it? I don't know. It would be a great story. It would be a Disney movie if the guy can come back from that, frankly. But, um, you know, but he's the bottom line is if he doesn't, you know, God forbid, if he doesn't come back to football and all that, he's going to be in the organization. They're going to give him a job. He's going to be around. He's a stealer. And, and they're around him. That's the kind of organization. They're an organization right. that has had like three head coaches since the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, they're loyal. And, you know, maybe he has some issues with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And, and look, you know, if, if that's what it is, if, if he can't be on that team anymore and Roethlisberger's driving him nuts, I get it. Okay, move on. Uh, to your point, Sam, does he have to be in the news, like, you know, given all these, like, really, you know, mean girl type interviews? Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, he's just throwing shade at everybody. It's so, like, 
tedious and just boring, like and right. weak. And come on, man. Right. Shut it's... up. Be a man, dude. Be a man. Like, what, yeah. are, you, what are you complaining about? Like, you, you. <laughs> You're like poor you, boo-hoo. You've been there, and I think this is probably where the where the ego comes in. He's he's a guy that has put up crazy numbers by the time he's thirty years old, like in terms mm-hmm. of the, like historical Hall of Fame numbers. And I think that I think that somebody's in his ear, you know, telling him about how great he is, and he probably has a bunch of people in his ear saying this. But and that's been my theory all along. But the dude is like. You, you, come on, man. He was in a good offensive system. He has had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Not my favorite guy in the world, Ben Roethlisberger, but he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. He's been surrounded by good players because the organization always fills the team with talent, and they always have the coaching staffs that can develop talent. You know? Yeah. I, you always have a chance to win. Always. You know, you can't say that, like, you know, that – they're a shoe in every year, but they're a shoe in to be competitive every year. Every year, and there's a lot of there's a lot of franchises that would love to be in that position, and you know, be careful what you wish for, you know. And Look, man, we were just talking about Denver and Washington in that trade, and we were talking about Minnesota and like all these teams that are desperate to find somebody who's a long term signal caller. Well, they have Ben Roethlisberger, Hall of Fame quarterback, who still has a few years left in the tank, and you know. I just, I know that Antonio Brown thinks that Roethlisberger is is like overstepping his boundaries, and he's you know, but dude, I mean, you know, the the personality mesh. I guess you know what's more important. It, it's hard for me to jump down on a guy like Antonio Brown, like wanting to leave a situation like that because I get wanting to move on, but like it's a grass is greener type thing. Is the grass going to be greener? Where are you going to go now? You're going to be freaking playing in Oakland. For Gruden, right. like you said, like somebody who can't. And what what the hell is Oakland doing, by the way? Like they trade Khalil Mack, and they trade and they trade Amari Cooper, two guys who I'm sorry aren't out in the press like doing all this weird stuff. Right, right. They want Gruden guys. They want him, and now they're going to go out and get Antonio Brown, who's get, get, thirty get years old. Right, get a flamboyant, you know, almost at that peak prime, you know, uh, receiver. And who wasn't happy in a great organization. And now you're going to go to a dysfunctional organization. I get it. Maybe you're going to be real happy in training camp and all that other stuff. But, you know, it's I think it's going to be a rude awakening um, for Antonio. It is. And I, I think Larry Fitzgerald, who, you know, is even though everybody you know touts him and everything, I still think he's one of the the most underrated receivers of all time. Because I just mm-hmm. look at his career and I think, man, if he if he got drafted by New England or if he got drafted by Green Bay while Aaron Rodgers is coming up, or if mm-hmm. he got drafted by any of these other organizations, and the same would be true, I think, of Calvin Johnson. Although he had Stafford towards the end of his career and everything, but like these receivers that just got stuck on bad teams with like mediocre mediocre quarterback play. Who is who has Larry Fitzgerald had? He's had a, a couple a couple of good years of Carson Palmer and a couple of good years of Kurt Warner, and then he's had like Matt Leinart. He's had like. Right. Um, I can't think of the I can't think of the guy's name. I was going to call him Chad Croder, like the lead singer of uh, Nickelback. <laughs> Nickelback. It may as well be though. But and so like John Goodman. John, Good- <laughs> John Goodman. He's got John Goodman coaching him. He's got the lead singer Nickelback throwing him the ball. Uh, yeah, Canadian man. rules. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I 
it's always funny when you see these guys that leave these really good situations and we'll never hear him say I made a mistake. No, of course not. You know, he's just going to keep pouting. Well, here's another layer of this, right? Is so, okay. We talked a little bit about cousins, right? We talked to, and I, I had mentioned about, uh, the, the extend him if Washington just extended him when they should have, and when they should have was right after they had made the switch from RJ three to Kirk cousins, they could have extended him for four years at $15 million a season. But they said, nah, you know, let it ride, and we can always play the franchise card. Well, Kirk Cousins then played the franchise card. We said, okay, screw it. I'm not going to sign, you know, a five-year deal for limited guaranteed money. I'll just bet right. on myself, and I'll play the franchise tag out. So, boom, he gets $20 million. Mm-hmm. Um, then they don't extend him, and then they come out, and they release all these press releases saying, oh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, he's not signing. We're... We're doing all the, you know, we're giving them all this guaranteed money, but they weren't actually giving them guaranteed right. money. They were throwing an inflated salary out, and then they were giving him barely more guaranteed money than he would have gotten on his franchise contract. Right. You know, his franchise contract the next year was worth $24 million. I think they were guaranteeing him like 40 So basically, it's 16 extra million dollars of guarantees. Well, Kirk Cousins thinks, well, I'll just play for the $24 million, and even if I get hurt, I'm gonna get 16 million guaranteed somewhere, right? Right. So right. what's what's the downside of me playing one more one year contract? So over two years, the dude gets 44 million dollars, mm-hmm. and then he goes, and now he got like, what was it, 27 million a year? So he's like over 120 million dollars over <laughs> over five years in his career. Kirk Cousins, right? right? And so <laughs> hell of a career, man. Right. And 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 you know what? He had the organization by the balls, and he used that leverage. So good for him. Good for him. Right. Um, right. But you look at Antonio Brown, and I look at, um, who's the other one? Des Bryant from a couple years ago, uh, maybe, la- I don't know, whenever Dallas released him. La- yeah, it was about this time last, last year. year. Yeah. Okay, so the, these these receivers, Antonio Brown, okay, it's one of the theories is that he's doing all this stuff in the press to get released, to get out of his mm-hmm. contract so he can sign this big deal somewhere. He has three years left on his deal <laughs> in Pittsburgh, a stable organization with a Hall of Fame quarterback and, you know, good talent, you know, good general manager. They're bringing talent in constantly. Like you said, we're, they're competitive every year. Three years mm-hmm. left, $36 million on his, on his contract. Pittsburgh is a loyal organization. Antonio Brown is um, continuing to add value on the field. He's, very, he's, he's elite in this offense. He's going to get his $36 million. But somebody's in his head saying, hey, man, you got to go get the guarantee. You got to go get the guarantee. Antonio Brown's not betting on himself. If he was, he would ride out his three years in Pittsburgh. And, uh, and you know, maybe he could sign it. If you're in Pittsburgh, you can probably sign an extension um, with one year left on the deal, which would be after his 32-year-old season. Yeah, okay, there's – okay, so there's two arguments here now, right? Some people are going to be listening and saying, oh, when he's 32 years old, what kind of contract is he going to get? What I'm saying mm-hmm. is – what kind of contract is he going to get right now? Is he going to get right. $36 million of guaranteed money? Because I promise you, it's not guaranteed in writing, but I promise you Pittsburgh is paying that $36 million in guarantee. Um, it, or not in guarantee, but they're paying that 36 mil. It, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. They're not going to cut him. Right. So he's going to go on the free agent market. Is he going to get $36 million on the free agent market? I don't think he is. No. I don't think he is. So now he's going to get traded to Oakland. And he's going to be married to John Gruden for how long is that going to work? Four games? Yeah. He's going to get either shipped out or cut. You know, he, he apparently he's going to get an extension. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. If I'm the Raiders, like, I don't see any reason to extend Antonio Brown. I would just say, hey, look, you know, we'll guarantee two of those years or something like that. 
But right. I'm not going to I'm not going to give you a I'm not going to extend you into your 35 year old season, especially when you're acting, you know, fr- loony out in the media yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. Manic. Yeah, he is. Like, he is. I didn't really want to be weird. I didn't want to be insensitive, but I was going to say it like act like he's acting a little bipolar right now. He's he's acting yeah, I'm not saying really he weird is, but he's acting that way. Yeah, like. I don't. It's just very. The whole thing is really weird to me. I my, I, I I, yeah, I'm I'm standing by my theory that somebody's in his ear, and this is he's purposely doing this to 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 get some kind of you know effect or what he wants or something. Mm-hmm. But he needs somebody in his ear. He needs a no man or a no woman in his ear saying, "Dude, shut up." You know, should, you need to shut should. up because even if you get off, even if your goal is to get off the Steelers, you're going to get off the Steelers. Rooney's already said he's going to trade you. You're impacting your own football value at this point. And now you're going to Oakland. And by the way, Carr, I don't, you know, I don't think Carr is a lost cause or anything, but we saw last year Carr was very hesitant to throw the ball downfield. And Amari Cooper was open a lot of times before they traded him to Dallas. Right. So, I mean, what, what like Antonio Brown. Dude, man, you were on you were on all time pace, and um, mm-hmm. you know it's not all about your talent, bro. You could be wide open down the field if you don't have a quarterback that wants to throw the ball. Alex Smith doesn't throw the ball down the field, right? You know, um, if if you have a quarterback that's gun shy about throwing it up, and and maybe like Roethlisberger throw it up to him double coverage. You think right. Carr, who won't even throw it to a wide open receiver down the field, is throwing it up to him in double coverage? Nope. Gruden was begging him last year to throw the ball downfield in single coverage. He wouldn't do it. Brown is like, he's going to get there. And like you said, he's never going to admit he was wrong. But he's going to know it. He's going to know it. Well, and the one person that I think should get, you know, talk for a little bit of experience is Des Bryant. I mean, I don't Hmm. know if we'll see Des Bryant play another NFL game. That's the thing. I don't know, you know, like. Certainly not more than a one-year deal. And what would, what would he give to go back to the Dallas Cowboys at this point? Where he was you making know? like over ten mil a season, I think, give or take. I don't know, maybe maybe, right. like, maybe he, high you know, high singles, but yeah, right. He hasn't moved out of Dallas. He's basically been just trying to hang out with Jerry Jones. I mean, how bad does this guy want to come back to Dallas? You know, and this is a guy that just thought you know it was all going to go good for him, and then he was going to go the same. I mean, look what happens, and. You know, things happen really quickly and people move on. They forget about you. They, you know, as the Steelers have been known to show even this year, they didn't miss Le'Veon Bell Not too that much. much, you know. And you were actually the one that called it and you were like, yeah, the, the guy they have coming in behind is going to do just fine. You know, you're not going to see that much, you know. Uh, of a drop off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that same thing I was talking about earlier with, um, you know, Cousins versus Keenum, that Minnesota decision last year. Do you want Cousins at 27 mil or do you want Keenum at 17 mil? What can you do with that extra $10 million? And what is... What is the difference of quarterback play? Like Cousins, I was reading through the stats with Brad this week, so it's fresh in my mind. Cousins threw for 70%. He threw for like 4,200 yards. I think he had 30 touchdowns. Um... And I want to say ten interceptions. So it was about a three to one. Um, the rare, very nice stat line, but they missed right. the playoffs. Right. They missed the playoffs. Right. Right. Keenum could have missed the playoffs for seventeen million a year. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like you got to. It, it's it, it, football. It's not necessarily about the stats. It's not necessarily about even the talent of the player. Is as a general manager, you're looking at. How can I spend? How can I spend my allowance 
to create the best team? Do I spend, you know, I have 10 bucks. Do I spend five bucks on a quarterback and $5 on the rest of the team? Do I spend 15 cents on a quarterback and $9.85 on the rest of the team? You, you have to make these decisions. So, and, and a lot of times you're building either offense or defense. Now, Minnesota, I got to say, they underachieved last year. There are some reasons for it. Um, you know, certainly losing Shermer um, as the head coach in New York. I, th- I think Shermer is underrated as a coach, and I still think he's underrated. I think the Giants um, have righted the ship at the end of the year. They're going to be interesting next year. But yeah, man, you, you gotta you gotta look at value and Le'Veon Bell at you know with his issues. Hey, man, he's been suspended. Next time he he has a positive um, test on the drug, you know, whether it's performance enhancing or recreational, he's out for a season. <laughs> You know, he's getting older. Yep. Do you do you yep. want do you want to extend a guy and give him a bunch of guaranteed money when he, the next time he slips up in his personal life, he's out for the full year? You know, Antonio right. Brown. Do you really want to trade a first round pick for a guy that's doing what he's doing in the news and guarantee him money until he's thirty five or thirty six? Right. Like what? Uh, what? What singing he's not, show? He's not twenty four. You yeah. know, like yeah, and, and like. So and he, and he's getting mouthier with age. Usually, like Terrell Owens, right. he was mouthy his whole career. Or Des Bryant, he's mouthy his whole career. Like, he's getting mouthier as he gets older. It's like, dude, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, something, something happened. There's a switch. And like you said, I think there's somebody – something's going on. Somebody's in his ear, you know, giving him the you're much better than this spiel. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll just see how it uh, plays out, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I will say that in all of football, I think there's only one receiver that to me is more valuable than the quarterback on the team, and that's Odell Beckham. Because Odell Beckham is is so impactful for the Giants that he um, he actually elevates Eli Manning's play. And mm-hmm. when Odell Beckham isn't on the field, like Eli Manning completely drops off. And okay. If Manning is out, um, well, I guess it's only been one game, um, so you can't really say it. But I was going to say I was going to make the point that if Eli Manning's not really throwing the ball and Odell Beckham's on the field, the offense still isn't that great. The two of them together need to be on the field, but Beckham to me makes Eli Manning, and I can't really think of another scenario where that's true in all of football. Nope. Um, I could have made that argument about Antonio Brown a couple of years ago, but Smith Schuster actually outperformed him statistically last year. Believe it or not. Yeah. In most categories, true. in most categories. Very uh, true. Yeah. Anyway, getting tickets online can be far too complicated with hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability. It's hard to know who to trust, and that's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I love SeatGeek. I love this promo. It's awesome. It's my favorite promo that we've ever had here. Uh, you know, you just put the app on there and uh, you can find anything you want. So like I use it for comedy, I use it for music, and definitely I can use it for sports. Sam, you, I know you have the uh, the app. Have you used it for like multiple purchases like I have? Dude, I was on the app yesterday because John Mayer just announced his summer tour. Oh, so sweet. I was on the app. I was uh, uh, browsing around 
shopping my tickets and I will definitely be using SeatGeek when I purchase. Yeah, man. And, and uh, Muse for me, like I, I've, I'm a big Muse fan. I think they put on a great show. Um, Baroon 5 we've seen every now and then. I'll wait for them to come back in town. Uh, we'll talk about them a bit with the Super Bowl too. But um, yeah, man, like Muse is coming back. I'm going to use them hopefully to uh, to get something uh, in early April here in Chicago. Lance, that'd be awesome. But anyway, look, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. Sam does as well. It's the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. We love it and we've been uh, avid users um, you know, ever since they came on board as a partner and we, I can't say enough about these guys they're awesome and best of all my listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase all you have to do like I said is download that SeatGeek app and enter in promo promo code SPORTSAHOLIC today that's S-P-O-R-T-S-A-H-O-L-I-C that's promo code SPORTSAHOLIC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase it is free money just download it put that uh, promo code in there and apply it towards a purchase it's just hey man, it's free money and you get to go do something you like doing so go do it Hey, everybody, if you like this show, you are going to love the official Lakers podcast on Podcast One Sportsnet. Join Emmy-winning sportscaster Susie Scherster along with producer Aaron Larsoul this week as the All-Star team faces off against the L.A. Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, and the Boston Celtics. Download the official Lakers podcast every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, this dropped tonight, so we're actually you usually record on a th- on Wednesdays. Tonight's actually a Thursday because Sam and I just had a week. We had ourselves a week this week. But um, so the Redskins are trading for the Broncos. Broncos are acquiring um, Flacco, as you know from the Ravens. So the Redskins are now trading a sixth round pick. It looks like to the Broncos for Case Keenum because they have nobody a quarterback now that Alex yeah. Smith is gone. Which I actually, you know, usually, um, you know, having followed the Redskins as I did, usually I would bash the Redskins in the move. But I got to say, for everything they they could have done, this is this is probably the best thing they could have done given where they're at. I would say, with the with the exception of maybe trying to 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 sign Teddy Bridgewater in the off season, but I'm not even sure that they could have afforded Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know what he's going right. to command in the free agent market. But you know, it's another thing. I thought it was funny because when when I was talking with Brad um, on the Get Paid episode this week, we were. We were uh, reviewing the 2018 season and specifically the NFC North. And we were talking about the Vikings and Kirk Cousins and all this stuff. And I was saying to Brad, this is on Tuesday. Brad and I recorded on Tuesday. I was like, you know, like, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he has he has value. I don't really see him as a playoff or a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But he can get your team into the playoffs and make it interesting and sell tickets. So I get it. But I was like, you know, what I don't understand is you had Case Keenum um, take the Vikings on a run in 2017. He was pretty efficient. Um, granted, I, I think Cousins is a little better than Keenum, but he's also like twice the price as Keenum. So right. if you weigh if you weigh the production between the two versus you know basically double the price, is that a smart transaction? And so Brad and I were talking about that. And wouldn't you know it? Basically, the Redskins ended up getting rid of uh, Cousins, and then they end up getting the guy that <laughs> Cousins replaced in uh, in Minnesota. Um, albeit, though, they have now traded. I think it, they've traded a third round pick, um, their top cornerback uh, to Kansas City for Alex Smith, who's now hurt, and now a sixth round pick for um, Keenum. And they'll be paying Keenum, I'm guessing, more money than Kirk Cousins would have received if they just extended him when they should have extended him in the first place but anyway yeah all-time bonehead moves yeah yeah man that, fr- that franchise they can't get it to you know i always say this too like in life um i don't know if i got this from somebody or if this is something i made up in the last few years but i just say don't chase a mistake 
right? And it always seems like, and what I mean by that is if you make a mistake, let's say you're like, you're at work and you forget to file a report or something. You know your boss is going to be mad at you. Your boss asks for it and then you make something up or you lie about it or maybe you do that thing really quickly but you didn't put as much time into it. And it would like you could say, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this done. I'm going to email it to you and and, I'm just cleaning it up and touching it. You try to throw something sloppy together and then email it to your boss. The blowback's going to be worse. If you just make the mistake, take a pause and say, you know what, I screwed up. Let's make a calm, correct decision. But it seems like the Redskins are always chasing that mistake and following it up with another mistake. True. And then they get themselves into this, you know, uh, area. Yeah. And and they're in this. Then they then they then they have to overpay, you know, and draft picks to get him. I mean, they have to because who are they going to start? Exactly. Colt McCoy. Exactly. You know, like they're not the Colt McCoy is their backup. <laughs> they don't, you know, and, and Case Keenum, I, you know, I, I think he kind of got a raw deal. Um, where mm-hmm. was he in Denver last year, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, obviously, we talked about Flacco going there, and you know, what were they going to do with Keenum? Well, we kind of figured out <laughs> what was going on, but we, we both said like we didn't know if it was necessarily Keenum that was the problem, um, right? So. And yeah, I mean, Keenum, I, I don't have his um, I don't have his numbers from last season. I may as well uh, pull those up while I'm talking here. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Redskins, in, like specifically, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, they, they do something like this and they screw up. Like RG3 is another example of this. And, <laughs> you know, it, 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 but here's the thing with the RG3 thing. You have to make that move. Like if you put your, yeah, it didn't work out. I get it. Okay. But what were the Redskins going to do? They had to make the move. The Browns were offering a lot of money um, for, or not a lot of money. I'm sorry. The Browns were offering a lot in trade value for him. The Redskins had to tr- had to beat that trade value to move up a couple of slots to pick the quarterback because you have mm-hmm. to have a quarterback. And um, you know, and then, but why did they have to make the RG three move? It's because you know they couldn't develop Jason Campbell. Right, and then right. what happened with the Jason Campbell move? The Redskins, for in, in that um, in the history of the Redskins, what they ended up doing was they decided to make a draft, um, a pre-draft trade to Denver because they said, you know what, we don't think anybody's going to draft Jason Campbell. This is how like stupid this this scenario <laughs> was. They said, I don't, I, I think that Jason Campbell will be there at the twenty. I think it was the twenty fifth pick, if memory serves. Could have been the twenty fourth, but it was somewhere around that low to mid 20s we think jason campbell will be there we're going to trade denver a few days before the draft and we're going to we're going to take jason campbell with that pick well that was the draft that aaron Rodgers slid and slid and slid and slid and slid nobody could take him nobody would trade up for him and then you have the green bay packers sitting there with a superstar quarterback brett Favre, but they're saying wow aaron Rodgers shouldn't be here i guess we'll take him Right. The pick ahead of Washington, if they had just freaking waited two days to make that move, <laughs> they could have had Aaron Rodgers. Now, granted, the Washington absolutely would have ruined Aaron Rodgers' career. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Right. They, he would, they would have ruined it. It would have been awful. We wouldn't have gotten the discount double check for a couple of years. Like, we wouldn't have gotten the, the Olivia Munn versus Danica Patrick argument that oh, we famously put together. Yeah, well, we definitely know Danica <laughs> wouldn't be around for <laughs> Yeah, I know. A flailing, like, a flailing quarterback yeah, <laughs> that she can't parade around on her Instagram. God. Yeah, I know. She but... is just awful. 
Yeah, but everybody out there, man, don't tra- don't don't trade a mistake for another mis- mistake. If you make a mistake, um, you know, own up own to it. it, or or it, you know, if there's nobody to own up to it, if it's just a mistake in your own life, um, just be calm, take it in, learn from it, and make a good decision, make the best decision for you going forward. But Washington is just in this cycle. It's like every I, I think this is like an organizational thing, right? Everybody's always trying to cover their ass in Washington. You know, and they're always trying to like get, I don't know, you know, I, it, I guess yes, men isn't the right way to describe it, but that's basically the culture there is, you know, they need to, they need Mr. Snyder's buy-in. And I don't think, I think Snyder, I don't think he's as bad as advertised anymore. He gets a lot of flack for how he ran the team earlier. And frankly, you know, there hasn't been enough flack for the way Cleveland and Haslam runs that organization, although we're, we're hearing it more recently now, but Right. Yeah, there's are you know, I I had a, a friend who's a Browns fan reach out as soon as this Keenum thing happened and, and he said, Hey, it looks like the uh the Redskins are trying to be the Browns. I said, Well the Browns the the Browns of old were trying to be the Redskins of, of older. <laughs> so like the Redskins are just taking the mantle back. But anyway. It's funny when you see, you know, just constant trends with <laughs> with franchises. You know, it doesn't even matter sometimes if the personnel's changed or what's happened. You know, you'll just see the same mistakes just just keep happening. It's amazing how that happens. Yep. Anyway, let's move to basketball, man. What's going on with the Lakers? Well, Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. <laughs> um, they're going to start sitting LeBron on back-to-backs, um, and he's going to go to a minutes restriction. Um, if they lose enough games, they can get like a 26% chance to get like a top-four pick. So I think they're going to try to really get into that <laughs> that sweepstakes. Um, my whole thing is, I mean, I, I thought it could go either way with this Lakers team. I thought they could mm-hmm. be – I never thought they were going to be great. It's just too many different personalities, not enough shooting on it. Um, but I thought, you know, hey, they could make, you know, a six seed, whatever – or I or I figured they could they could be awful, and they're more towards the awful uh, category. Um, I'm not too surprised, and um, they're gonna have to do something this summer, or the Heat's really gonna be on Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka and all them. And you know, LeBron signed for four years. It's not like he did the one-year deal like he normally does. He signed for four years. This is, this is one year they've already, in his later prime, that they've kind of wasted. Um, so they they got to make they got to make some moves this summer. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't I don't know. I mean, this Lakers team was so so weird. Um, I feel like they had everything kind of teed up and planned well to begin mm-hmm. the season. And then I think they completely biffed it. Um, you know, they, they had all these kind of like, uh, I wouldn't even call them intriguing veterans. Let's just say, <laughs> you know, these kind of like tougher-minded guys that they brought yeah. in on these one-year deals. I liked that move because it, it gives them trade flexibility. Mm-hmm. And so the, the Lakers could have basically, you know, kind of did what they did. They you know, see how the team was responding. The team was actually responding and going on a run before, right. um, before the crotch injury, right? Right. And and you know things were looking up for them. You know the 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 young guys were starting to kind of assimilate and play well, and and things started going well. Then the injury, and then kind of things went off the rails. They never got the chemistry back. 
um, and all that. But I feel like the Lakers like completely whiffed on having that roster flexibility. Like they had some good young pieces that they could have used to make a move, not necessarily for this year, but for the future. And then the one move that was talked about um, ad nauseum was the uh, Davis trade right. potential. And that one, I I hated the idea of that trade because you're giving up your entire youth for some guy right. who is often injured and just seems a little, he plays, to be, plays an outdated style of basketball. I didn't get it. And so it's like, yeah, they, yeah, go ahead. They have all these pieces and they have all these assets, but I just don't feel like they know what to do with them. Yeah, and some guys play much better together than other guys do. Um, but you can't, you can't unload the whole team. I've never been a fan of that, and especially with, you know, we did that kind of thing with the top twenty-five under mm-hmm. twenty-five or whatever. You know, and they have a couple guys in that in that range, and Ingram should have been in there, which he wasn't. Otherwise, they would have had three guys in there. Um, you can't just give up everything to get one guy um, because you're still going to run into the same problems that you had this year. No bench, no outside shooting, and LeBron's getting older. So, what, I mean, I don't understand – that level of thinking, I think that was more of a we got to get another superstar type like pressure that Magic's kind of put on himself, and yeah. we'll see this summer what what happens um, because I don't think they're going to get unless they trade. I don't think they're going to get anyone major in free agency. Yeah, so, I don't. If I'm if I'm a young free agent, I don't know what the draw is to L.A. other than the weather and the women with the best personalities in all of the land. Um, you know, I, I, I don't I don't see the allure of playing LeBron like I used to. I mean, he, dude's still the best player in the game. Don't get me wrong. Um, right. And I think by a mile. Like, I, I've seen all the, the press out, out there about, you know, oh, maybe so-and-so is more valuable. Just give me a break. Like, he's the best player in the NBA still. Right. Um, Right, but, he's just not motivated right now either. So he's he not. He, he him, knows. You see it, him dogging it. Yeah, but yeah. he's not trying to get hurt. He's not trying to overextend himself. He's just he's over it. Yeah, he's averaging uh, his twenty-seven <laughs> points a game. Right, you know, just taking rests. Right. Dogging right? it. Dogging right. it. Yeah. So, right. and you're right. He's not dialed in because he's he knows he has no shot. And it's better if they miss if they miss the playoffs anyway um, mm-hmm. for the organization. But. You know, LeBron. Let's let's talk about the second stint of Cleveland um, when he was going back to Cleveland after the uh, the, the Miami um, you know hiatus when he right. lost his college years, I guess. But right, uh, I I thought you know I thought man, okay, so LeBron's go, going back. I, you were you were really high on Kyrie Irving. I didn't I didn't really know much about him at that point, and I thought okay, so LeBron's going there. They have uh, Irving, and then they have um, you know that that. Was it the number one draft pick that year? Was it? I can't remember, but they ended up getting Wiggins um, that yeah, and season and, tra- love. and yeah. traded him for love. And I remember seeing that and thinking, I don't love that move because, yeah, I mean, yes, you're getting a known entity in, in Kevin Love, but I thought, you know, the one thing that that Cleveland didn't have in his first stint was somebody that could score at will, and you have Irving. Um, and then if you just give Wiggins a couple of years, you know, you could really build something for the future with the three of those people. Now, Wiggins, you know, he isn't what he was hyped up to be, but 
I just didn't like that move. And I feel like the Lakers now locked themselves into not making that same move. Right. You have all these young players that they're trying to throw at New Orleans. With New Orleans is stupid for not taking that move, right. that deal. So because dumb. now they're gonna they're gonna get into the offseason, and Danny Ainge is like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna beat that offer. I'm gonna beat that offer." And he's gonna go offseason. He's like, uh, "Well, nobody's really trading anything, so I'll give you one of these guys." Right. And, and New Orleans doesn't have a leg to stand anymore. Just dumb. I mean, it's just well, they dumb. might, they might, because the Lakers are so desperate that that could still be in play. I, um, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but can you can you imagine right. how dumb they would have to be to make that trade offer again? They would, but they have another day. Yeah, no, I know. But I think Magic <laughs> is so desperate Man. because he basically said, if I don't get two superstars here, I, I will quit. Um, so, he, uh, I mean, think about it. KD's not going there. Kawhi's not going there. I don't think Kyrie's going there. I don't know. Free agency, who who you're going to go? Who's going to come? So you're going to have to get somebody in a trade if you want another superstar. I guess but, is Butler still a free agent after this, the end of this year? In Philly? Oh, yeah, Butler Butler will be a free agent. Yeah, but, but still, you know, that doesn't... Butler to me is like a Paul George who, you know, superstar, yeah, max player, sure. Winning you a championship, throwing the team on their shoulders. Right. I don't know. I mean, they, they seem like regular season players, not championship players to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like Durant to me is a championship player. Russell Westbrook, I always made the argument, was a regular season player. Right. Um, which is, is, is again, you know, I, I have this conversation with my brother in law every now and then, and he's, he's, I've told him that Russell Westbrook will never be the primary team, or the primary star on a championship winning team. And I forgot, I, we might even have an active bet out there. I'm just like, I don't care. You can put that into, into perpetuity. It's never going to happen. And so, yeah, like, no, okay, he won't. yeah, and he won't because he's, he's not that type of player. Now, he, he could go on and latch on, like, you know, like Durant kind of bolted right. on to that Golden State team, maybe. But then again, I said, I said the primary player, Steph Curry would be the primary player on that mm-hmm. team. So, anyway, um, yeah, LeBron, I just, I don't know, man. It's hard because, like, if, especially these young stars, right? If you're like a 24, I mean, when do when do stars get their first free agency? Is that like twenty five ish, twenty six ish years old? Well, generally? it depends. Depends. Yeah, if they sign their extension off their rookie deal, um, most guys are coming in nineteen twenty. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, probably twenty five. Yeah. So, if you were a twenty five year old and you're a max player, why would you want to deal with LeBron's? Like social media, he's out, you know, gallivanting and like, why? Because you can go and you can link up with these other guys. Like, why don't you just be like, you know what, Giannis is the future. I'm gonna wait for him. I'm gonna try to go to Milwaukee. They're, they're, right. Like, they're just better options now than a thirty. He's thirty four, LeBron. Than a thirty four yeah, year old. But yeah, still the best years, team. Man. But he has baggage. Right. You know, he's he's screaming at players on the court and all that. I, I've never liked that as a player, especially like when you and I were playing. You're always yelling, screaming at me to cut to the basket. It didn't motivate me to cut to the basket, Sam. I was an outside. I was a sharpshooter. I know, man, but I I needed you. No, needed you needed you. you needed to pass me that rock so I could be Steph, the first Steph Curry because that's well, what I, I was. You, I needed you coming off the screen, man. So I can get you a good look, man. That wasn't my game, man. I was playing the I was playing the 2018 basketball back in the 1998. Listen, man. Listen. If I need people to go somewhere, I'm going to scream at them. <laughs> you know. And you know, my thing with LeBron is him sitting at the end of the bench and doing shit like that. Like you're too old for that, man. Um, but that's just that's just 
that's how it is right now. I don't, yeah. I don't get it, man. But that's what I'm saying. I, like, I, I, I yeah. feel like la- the Lakers are caught in a, um, you know, they made the moves to get LeBron. Like, that's the move. I feel like that's the last move you make, not the first. Because he, he actually, I think, is a little bit of a deterrent right now. And mm-hmm. so I think really the Lakers, their only option, well, they have two options, is one to put a system in place and grow these young people to to mature and to be stars. Like you mentioned, they have really good young talent. Um, and on that top 25 list, you said Ingram wasn't on, which he wasn't, but uh, Ball and Kuzma were. Right. Um, so that's one option. The other option, I guess, would be to, to trade. So there's three options, sorry. The, the second option would be to, to make a trade for somebody who wants to get on another team, but I don't think Davis is the smart move there. Um, I think you'd want to get somebody else, not Davis, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third thing is, you know, try to maybe move some pieces and move up in the draft and get a budding young superstar. Because, you know, you, you're going to have to go young. You can't surround LeBron with 28-year-old superstars. They're not going to go. Yeah, that's why I thought it was weird that LeBron kind of went there because, they, you know, these guys are young. Um, and they have time to grow, but LeBron doesn't. You know, they should have traded ball. uh, I mean, if you're trying to win, if you're trying to do things like you got to get going Um, because LeBron, you know, next year might be his last year of like dominance being at a certain level. Yeah. Um, So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I don't think Kawhi is going to come there. I don't think um, I think Kawhi will definitely not go. To the Lakers, maybe the, if he maybe goes the Clippers. To LA, he's gonna go to the Clippers. Yeah, because yeah. Kawhi doesn't want to be around drama in that in that drama. He'd rather go to the second, you know, class. You know, well, I mean, Clippers are much better than the Lakers the past, you know, how many years? But mm-hmm. he would rather go over there, do their thing, and not not worry about you know being in the Lakers. Yeah. So. I don't know. We shall man. see, man. The playoffs are going to be good. March Madness is coming up. It's going to be mm. a great time for basketball. I'm looking forward to March Madness. Yeah. Ah, that's Zion, man. That guy needs to get on uh, get on a treadmill. <laughs> he's man. He's he is beefy, dude. He's he is beefy. beefy. What was it? I? I think I read something that he gained like 200 pounds in the last five years. Which yeah, I know you're hitting growth spurt at that age, but come on, man. You want to grow vertically, not horizontally. I mean, he. I mean, he is a mus- muscular. I know. Dude too. I know he's got I the mean, muscular. But come on, yeah. Man. You, you see no, it. I'm, it's it's been my. What have I said? What did I say in the beginning of the year? He's a knee injury away. Mm. And I said I just wanted him to get through this year. He's a bad if Paul I, George shoe away. <laughs> I mean, he should have never been wearing Paul Georges. That's for a much different kind of player. He needs to be wearing some LeBrons. You know. Soldier boots. Get some of those uh, Shaquille O'Neal pump-up shoes from from the early 90s. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Who's, like, coming out and uh, who's going to be out in the draft that's going to be, like, a superstar? Because my my opinion on Zion is out there already. I'm I'm not a believer that he's going to be impactful in the NBA. I, I think it's hard to tell, like, with these guys, who's going to be a superstar. I mean, R.J. Barrett is really good with Duke. Um, he just broke the freshman record um, for scoring. Um, he's really he's really good. Lefty, crafty, you know, but it's going to take him a little bit. Um, 
there's a guy from Murray State who his name's uh, Joe Jamal Le- something like that Jamal Lamont or something. He is really really good. Um, he's got the makings of a going to be a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, man, it's not a deep draft. Um, I, I'm still high on Cam Reddish. I think in the NBA he's going to be a good player. Um, but people will want to see Zion, so we will we shall see. Aye, aye, aye. Such, such a hype. Aye, we'll see. We'll I get see. it, man. I hope well for the kid. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I, I want him to do well. I just There's like uh, the other day on ESPN on Get Up, they were talking about like Zion, potential MVP candidate. I'm like, why are you doing that to the kid? Like MVP of what the in, NBA? Yeah. Oh, like in the on. next few years. I was like, come why come on? Why and people don't pay attention? Having? It's like stop it. It's like it's like, you know, people like how can you how can you look at one and think that it's gonna translate to the other? It's like all the people that thought Tebow was gonna be the best quarterback in the NFL. It's like guys, like option quarterbacks don't really work in the NFL. You have to be able to throw. Right, like option quarterbacks that develop into passers, okay, but right. you have to be able to throw the ball. You can't just run right. over people. Yeah, and that's my thing with Zion. You know, he's super athletic and he jumps over people and he gets where he wants to do. Right now, right now, you know, you know. But some of the guys that are coming up against are, are six foot one white guys. Sure, you know, like it's, it's like a whole lot yeah. different when when you're when you're matching up against Paul George, who's you know, six eleven, damn near seven feet, and can handle the ball and shoot on the outside and and muscle you down down low and jog and jog faster than you can sprint all game. Right, right, right. And it's it's so, it's the same way in football. It's like you know that like Tim Tebow. Yeah, he's a he's an imposing quarterback at the University of Florida. He can run over people and occasionally he can do that little jump screen pa- or that jump pass and the you know on, on the goal mm-hmm. line and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's a nice story when you're when you're playing Vanderbilt. In November, in the NFL, there's a 320-pound defensive lineman <laughs> who is faster than you. Right. It's, it, you know, I always laugh when, um, you know, there's there's always, every year, there's going to be one this year, and I'll call it out whenever I see it, but there's always a running back who who is who is going to be touted to be the next, next Barry Sanders or something. He's going to be right. like the next, you know, Todd Gurley or whatever your generation is. Right. He's next Jim Brown or something. And, and they're, you know, he's going to go and, you know, he's a Heisman hopeful, Heisman candidate, puts up all these numbers. He gets to the NFL. And then I watch in, um, I'll watch because I watch all the, the training camp games, um, you know, in, in support of the manual on the, in the fancy football guide. And it, mm-hmm. without fail, they'll get a handoff, there isn't really a big crease in the you know in the hole, and then they'll bounce it outside, and they'll try to outrun a defensive lineman, and the defensive lineman will just bury him in the backfield. He'll try to outrun because in college it was nice and cute. He'd bounce it outside and get a sixty-yard run. That doesn't happen in the NFL, right? Right. And it's the same thing with basketball, man. Like you can do all this stuff when you're when you're playing against I, I don't know University of Miami or whoever they're playing right. against. Like you're not you're not doing that every night in the NBA. You're not gonna like go um go against Drummond or um or Davis or Cousins or mm-hmm. whoever. It's just not happening, man. Yeah, I mean, I, and like I said, I wish well for the kid. But when I see that kind of clickbait stuff, where it's like, oh, Zion for potential MVP into you, like 
no one saw Giannis come coming like you know five years ago. You know, like he was just a yeah. regular or Luca last year. Couple. He slips. He slipped further than he should. And actually, a team traded him to Dallas. They drafted. It was a draft day trade. And right. Now, now yeah. w- they wish they could have that back. I bet. Yeah. So it's just you never know like what's gonna happen or what. But it's like don't put that on the kid, man. Like. I, I have my own feelings about what I think Zion will be in the NBA. Um, I don't think he'll be a bust, but I don't think he's going to be what what people expect him to be. And I I, I hate that that you know he's going to have that hanging over him. Well, if his uh, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, if his ceiling is like what Blake Griffin was, kind of at the height of his hype, right? That's right. a pretty good career. Yeah, but it's not MVP. Yeah. No. Come on. No, I don't think he has an MVP type of game. You know, MVP, you need to do a lot, a little bit of everything. And, you know, unless he really improves on some things, you know, I think he'll, he'll, you know, he'll be a decent NBA player. Do you think Charles Barkley could play today? Charles Barkley game? You, 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 Charles Barkley takes a time machine from uh, 1992 into today. His, like his best season in Phoenix. No, no, I don't think so either. Nope. I don't think so. Either. It's just it's it's totally different, man. Like you got to be able to shoot in today's NBA, and or be really, 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 really good at other things. You know, handling, getting other people involved, seeing the floor. Hence, why Ben Simmons is a good player because he cannot shoot at all, <laughs> um, but he can get to the basket anytime he wants. Um, so we'll we'll see. But you know, you get in a close game and you you lag off a guy like that because you're like, we're going to, we're going to dare you to shoot. So yep. it, it's going to be a different man, but or put him on the line and make him hit free throws. Right. Which he's not good at. No. So, yep. All right. Well, let's call it an episode, brother. All right, brother. All right, everybody. Hey, have a good week. Don't chase a mistake. Don't make, if you make a mistake, don't follow it up with a mistake. Follow it up with, with a success. Love here's it. My, like, here's my thing. And then also uh, get some more sun. Don't uh, don't get sick for seven out of the first man. nine weeks. I'm dude. I've been I've been hydrated. That's the thing that's really been ticking me off. I've been hydrated yeah. and still feeling like garbage. Yeah. Well, get well. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, everybody out there, be good. Be good. <laughs>